Blog Talk Radio. You know that I got it Anytime you desire Hustle always ain't stopping We live with that ending fire Fire You just wait to the point No chaser No false facts and no faker Cast her on your way That entertainment loser That exaggerating inspiration Put it all to the side To the west To everyone in this nation Never be good at celebration With a girl in motion And an RP4 Switching the keyboard Feel no sleep Giving the game on all we know So would you please pay attention? Cause if they're really on their own trying to get it, need an idea how to make your wishes. Get it from the soul, trying to do it in your head. Even in a few can't lose. If you've been better than bruised, this is exclusive for you. These are the tools. We about to bring you the screws. We did before it was cool. So then I went, you know, I did my research, you know, and everything. And 
And I was like, all right, so let me go follow him. You know, well, we we already follow each other on all social media. So I'm like, okay, well, hmm. Um, so let me go listen to this music, you know, and I know the mainstream artists very well. Um, I mean, their music. I'll say I know their music very well. Um, but this track is new, and, you know, I, I asked several people, you know, you know who this is, this mainstream artist is? And they was like, yeah, he sings da-da-da-da-da. He sings da-da-da. And I'm like, all right, I just, you know, I want to get people's feel on, because I think this is huge. And, again, I don't want to knock, you know, any of our guests that have been on the show before, because every time we're able to, you know, be in your presence on the show, that's huge for us, that you've given up the time, you know, um, for this opportunity. So, um I don't want to knock anybody, but, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of huge. You know, that's a big deal for me. So um, working with, you know, knocking some people around and uh, I don't want to say knocking, moving some dates around so that uh, we can get everybody where they need to be uh, because we do have them locked in for next month. So I'm excited about that. Um, and because we have so many people that do want to get on the show um, for whatever reason, you know, um, Mm-hmm. I, I call a favor, you know, I call a favor, that's what I'm calling it, and favor ain't fair, so, um, but it's right, and so, um, with that being said, you know, we're going to add a second um, night of Indie Fire, and starting in November, November the 13th, um, the show will air on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, just because, again, we have so many people on the waiting list, um, which just blows my mind. Uh, Monday was phenomenal. I saw all the emails coming in, and I was like, wow, like, somebody's actually getting the word out because I've been slipping, it ain't me, you know? So, yeah, uh, we're back in the like 2020, so, right? What happened? I said we we uh, booked all the way to 2020, right? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Almost. We, got like a, <laughs> we got like a month left. Um, And, and that yeah. was something that, you know, I knew – and the reason why I did that in the beginning was because, you know, me starting back this last semester in school, I wanted to be able to focus on school, not having to make sure that, you know, Donovan is pulling up the right people for the show. And it just, you know, by luck, by June, we were booked until January in June. So um, we're just, you know, we're thankful to everyone that's, you know, jumping on board, um, both in Fire, Global Money. Um, we just, like I said, September was going to be an awesome month. I said that in August. September you did say awesome. I thought about that month. Like three days. Yeah. Yeah, three days. And every time I get discouraged, you know, I think about it. Nope, because September was going to be the awesome month. So, um, you know, we still got three more days or two more days. or something. I don't even know what the day is. But we got some more days left. October doesn't start until Monday um, to make some more big things happen. You know, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I don't want to talk about us, you know, because, uh, you know, this show isn't about us, you know. It's about our no. guests. And uh, I don't know who reached out, if it was if it was me or if it was Donovan. I don't know who reached out first uh, to this artist. And I, I really don't remember which track it was that really spit out. Um, but because I hear so much music, you know. Um, but he has a very distinct sound. I'm talking about none other than Ricky Official. He is a German-Japanese-born, or he is German and Japanese-born and raised um, as a contemporary R&B artist. I'm going to read that over. Ricky Official is a German-Japanese-born and raised performing artist in the contemporary R&B genre of music. There we go. Student of the culture since his teenage years. 
He took defending lyrics seriously in 2014, capitalizing on a lifelong dream of contributing to the culture. He left Europe behind to pursue his goals and is now a resident of a hotbed city, Atlanta, Georgia. Ricky Official is a musician at heart and in skill and has a unique signature sound that some describe as a mixture among the likes of Anderson Pop, Kendrick Lamar, and Bone Thugs and Harmony, with which he is sure to grow his brand and enhance his international visibility. That's a combination right there. Anderson Pot, Kendrick Lamar, and Bone Thugs and Harmony. Wow. Taking his career into his own hands, Ricky has rolled a dice on himself and sought opportunities to grow in and out of the booth as he has been afforded the opportunity to hit the big screen as a pivotal part of many high-end projects, all of which will benefit the process of pushing the music envelope. His latest music video releases for his recent songs, Vibing and Heart of the City, have received great feedback. The songs are produced by longtime collaborator Brandon Cornsbrook of Cornsbrook. There's no, there's no two. It's not corn. It's Cornsbrook of Cons, so it is the Productions, and we are one Productions producer, James Harris, and mixed and mastered by Hitlanders and Slaughterhouse Masters. With the support of his fan base, which he has dubbed the official, he is becoming a voice for his generation, both in his native country and the states, continuously tearing down stages each opportunity he gets, promoting self-awareness and authenticity, which he instills the importance of, quote-unquote, being yourself and everyone he encounters. Even be stopping there. 
Talking and nobody hears me because I got on mute. But um, anyway, that was Every Saturday. Heart of the City. Yes, Heart of the City. <laughs> Heart of the City, uh, featuring Consbrook, uh, and that's our Ricky official right there, our guest today on Indie Fire. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. I was about well, to say that I that I unmute him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, you are so very welcome. Thank you for um, for gracing us with your presence today and taking time out of your very busy schedule to, you know, chop it up with us here on Indie Fire. You know what? I, I really expected when I saw um, German and Japanese, like I just saw your bio today. And so when I read German and Japanese, I, I, I'm thinking no, because what I've heard, like, you know how some people when they talk, you hear, you know, whatever – nationality they, they may be you hear that when they talk so i expected to hear a totally different sound from you um when i heard you and i listened to about six old tracks and um was like wow you know yeah so i'm going to jump right into this contemporary r&b um is a genre that you classify your music under mm-hmm. why like i'm hearing something um, else other than contemporary r&b Right, right. Uh, let me put it this way. Um, when I was younger and I started doing music, it was really more in the direction of straight hip-hop. And then as I got older and uh, developed more, then I kind of got more into the soul, funk, and then uh, lately also in, into gospel. Um, and the album, if you listen to the album Flying High, you hear a mixture of different sounds. 
and it's it's not straight hip hop, you know. It's it's really a mixture of all these elements, and that's why after I, you know when I read contemporary R and B and the actual description of what it is that it consists of. I knew that's basically what I do um, because I had the hardest time to really describe to people what my sound is like because, like you stated earlier, and I take that as a huge compliment, I have a really distinctive sound. I don't really sound like anybody else. So it was even harder for me to really, you know, say, okay, what do you sound like? I really like for people to tell me what they think I sound like, not, you know, not to put myself in a box necessarily. So what inspired that thinking? Because I know usually when artists, like, when they try to, like, when they start experimenting with sounds, like, usually there's something that happens, mm-hmm. whether they hear something new or go through a personal life experience where that makes them want to dive deeper into music. Um, what exactly inspired your change and in diving more into different types of music? It's really, um, let me put it this way. I've been, I've been listening to a lot more melodic sounds um, the last couple of years. And it's actually funny because I got compared to Anderson Pack a lot, and I got uh, compared to Kendrick a lot. But the the funny thing is that really I don't go and copy anybody. I really I I don't even listen to music when I write my my stuff. I just the way I work is I get a sample or a piano roll or something that my producer is coming up with, and then I, I write the lyrics without any drums or, you know, or it could be just the drums and I write around that and I come up with my own melody line. That's how I produce that. And I try to make it as organic as possible sounding because really what I like to do personally, I like to experience something on stage. I like to give people a show or, you know, have a band with me, for example. Uh, I think that's one of the, the best shows to have if you have a live band backing you. It makes it so much more personal. It makes it so much more of an experience for the audience because, you know, you get visually drawn in into every direction. You know, whenever I see somebody that is backed by an orchestra or a live band, it's totally different. The Roots, for example, whenever I see The Roots, I'm excited because I know what I'm getting when I'm going to a concert. Not to say that somebody who only has a DJ or is playing, you know, the instrumental on stage can't be entertaining, but I just think it's so much more once you have a live band backing you. And that's why, you know, I, I I try to move more into the live sector of things. So, you know, I always think about, okay, can I perform that live with a band before I even record it? Or is this really just a club track, so to speak? And then, you know, go that route. But lately I do a lot more melodic stuff. I like to think about it as the big picture of things. When I get with the band, then I can perform it and give it its own flair to speak. Yeah, so what differentiates a club track for you and, and a track that should be like for your live band? What is the key factor mm-hmm. for that decision? Well, I think, okay, so I've been doing a lot of open mics the last couple of years, and you know what I experienced a lot and what I've seen a lot is that the audience in, let's say, a, uh, a jazz lounge is totally different from the audience in a let's say hip hop club for example right where you have more of okay the indie radio or maybe you get to hear more 
Lil Boozy, you hear more 2 chains, you hear more of the club type of tracks, not so much of a live jazz smooth type feel. You know, it's it's a different audience, so to speak, almost. You know, not to say that, you know, you can't listen to everything, but it's it is definitely different. People expect something different in a hip hop club than they expect at a jazz lounge. You know, and I like to have something for both. I like to cater to both. But overall, I would say that most of my stuff, when you when you listen to it, it's smooth. It's, it's rarely that I have any, like, club, club songs, you know. But, yeah, I think that's, that's really uh, the difference, in my opinion, that, you know, you have uh, – certain target audiences that you want to make sure that, you know, you give the music to. And I've tried to have something for both sides, you know, but most of the time really it goes into the organic music, music direction, I would say. And is um, target audience something you came to on your own or do you have like a manager? Because I know that's like usually like something like managers and labels are big on is catering to target audiences. Um, mm, let me put it this way. I, uh, I have somebody that helps me with the management side of things, but I don't have a I don't have a manager manager yet. I'm not at that point yet where I need a manager. I try to do everything on my own as an independent artist, and I do a lot of studying on marketing techniques. And you know, of course, you know I teach. I taught myself a lot, so to speak, and I know that not everybody is for everybody. You know, everybody has a target audience, so to speak. You know, um, Kendrick Lamar has a different target audience than Anderson Pack. A uh, Anderson Pack has a different tar- target audience than a Ed Sharon, for example. And I mean, that's just the reality of things. You can't you can't be liked by everybody. It's really rare that you have that. And even people who are listening to, you know, Whitney Houston, don't like every track of her. You know, it's just it's. It's just what it is. But, yeah, I, I like to, you know, be aware of who might listen to my music. And, you know, that's important. But at the end of the day, let me put it this way, it's more important that I stay real to myself and I produce music that touches people's hearts. That's really more important to me than a target audience, so to speak, even though I like to know who is listening to my music. Is it, you know, where are they at? You know, that's interesting as an artist, so you can market yourself. But when it comes to the music, I like to keep it organic. I like to keep it, you know, real, so to speak. I'm real big on, like, self-learning, too. Like, do you have a specific person, like, that you go to, like, to learn? Like, for me, like, this is a guy named Sir Love. Um, if you ever want to look him up, he on YouTube, and he do a lot of lectures. And he's, like, my go-to person that um, I mm-hmm. like to learn a lot from. Do you have, like, anybody specifically that you like to learn from? Oh yeah, I mean Gary Vaynerchuk would be the guy. If if I had anybody that could teach me something, I would say Gary Vaynerchuk is the guy. Um, I'm pretty sure you know him. I mean, he's everybody knows Gary Vaynerchuk when it comes to marketing. Um, but I think he's a genius. The way he 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 went and came from nothing basically and hustled his way up. You know, reselling stuff from from Craigslist or. You know, and, and now he's a multimillionaire teaching other people how to, to basically be, be successful. That's, I mean, that's inspiring. And there's a lot of, lot of examples, you know, not just 
marketing gurus like Gary, there's a lot of other people in the industry you can really learn from, you know. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's it's really important that we um, help each other out as indie artists and as uh, people who are, you know, trying to be successful in any type of business and don't hold back information. Because, you know, I always say uh, giving somebody else props or giving somebody else information doesn't dim your shine. I, to, I totally agree with that, and I'm glad you said it because there's a lot of people who think like that. Like they think, like, if I give him shine or he gets shine, that means there won't be enough shine left for me. And mm-hmm. that's not the way that works. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, like, everybody mm-hmm. can really just grow. we just helping each other. So, like, what is something that you like to help people with? Like, um, like I know if you're talking about, like, helping each other. Like, for me, like, I just like to, like, offer my platform to people or maybe just give some advice on whatever they're trying to do. But what is something that you like to help people with when you get the opportunity to? Right. Um, well, it's actually funny you, uh, you asked that. Um, me and um, my crew that I'm with, we have a uh, organization, a nonprofit organization called Free On My Network. And what we do is uh, we give artists the opportunity to perform for free. Uh, we have that in little five points almost every month. And um, we used to do it back in last year every second Saturday of the month. And then we came out and not just giving artists the opportunity to show off their craft, but also uh, gave back to the homeless, you know, we collected clothes and food and gave it out to the people in need. I think it's really important that you give back to the people who need it the most. Um, and that's, that's a little part of, uh, of that, but personally me, I just like to give back where I can. Whenever I see somebody, I I think it's it's a good thing to be selfless, you know, and I really believe that God rewards the person that is selfless. I really believe in that. I'm a big believer in karma, um, and you know, do other people how you want to be done. I'm I, I'm a strong believer in that. And whenever I have the opportunity to help somebody, as you know, it's maybe music. Uh, fellow artists, if you need some advice on how to do marketing or how, you know, what I've learned that I can maybe show or um, in any aspect of life, really, I like to help people and I can. That is, um, sorry, I was muted out again. That is a very interesting uh, point that you you brought up. I like to tell people all the time that we are all gifted with a ministry. And it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that, you know, you're supposed to step into the pulpit and minister or preach. Um, but there's something inside of all of us that, you know, um, we as humans, we um, are supposed to pull out. And um, it sounds like, you know, servitude is... Um, is a ministry. Um, I definitely want to look up that uh, organization that you have um, and get some people involved with that um, with you. Um, but you, you mentioned um, my mind is like a thousand places right now. Um, you mentioned um, your, your stage performance. Um, do you prefer uh, being in the studio or uh, performing live? Um, 
it's a tough one though. I enjoy both. Uh but honestly speaking, um I enjoy the creating process more. You know, I like to create, I like to be in the studio. I don't consider myself a studio artist per se, but that's just something magical. The first time you come up with the track, you come up with some words out of nowhere, you know, it's just there. And you don't even know where it came from, you know. It came from the deepest bottom of your soul. It just comes out and it bursts out and then comes, you know, to paper. Well, to phone more likely these days because you don't use paper anymore to write anything down. But, you know, it's just something magical to that. And then, of course, uh, whenever somebody hears my music and gives me feedback on it, if that may be negative or positive, I just feel so grateful, you know, to have that opportunity. And, you know, especially on stage when you see people's uh, expression, and, uh, you know, to your music and to your message and, you know, what you want to bring across, that's that's amazing. So I, I would say both, but if I would have to choose, I would say, yes, the creating process for me is more important than the performance process. So what... Uh... What inspires you throughout that creative mm-hmm. magic that you're in reference to? What inspires you? What motivates you? Oh, um, really what motivates me is um, my my own experiences that I had in life. I had a lot of experiences when it comes to, um, you know, struggle, love, happiness, sadness. Like I pull from emotion. I pull a lot out of, out of emotion. It could be. It, it doesn't even have to be a household today. It, ha, it it could be years back. You know, I pull. For, I hear a melody, and then I'm like, oh man, the track that I hear just now, even if it's just a piano line, this is what it should be about. Like, I want to talk about a past relationship, or I want to talk about somebody else's relationship, or I want to talk about uh, racism. I want to talk about issues that we have, you know, within humanity. That's just a lot where I pull from, but I would say the, the, the biggest influence is my own life and my own experience that I really, you you know, pull from on an everyday basis. And it hits me on different times, too, you know. Sometimes I don't write for uh, a couple weeks, but then I write two songs within two days, you know. It's just, it's hard to tell sometimes. What what was the creative process when you wrote Biden? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the creative uh, concept, usually what it is, um, me and my producers, we sit in the studio, we go through uh, melodies and um, different different drum settings and, and so on and really come up with the structure sometimes um, first. And then I hear something. And it could be like, let, let me put it this way, we could go through 10 different beats because my producers, they have like 300, 400 different beats to choose from. But, you know, even if they give me 10, it might maybe just one that really strikes me in that moment. And then what I do is I come up with the hook first, and the hook determines what the rest of the song is about. And for the verses, I'm really like a hermit almost. I go like... And, and and shut myself in a room and basically just let my thoughts fly, basically. I'm just, I need to be alone. I don't like people to be around when I write my stuff. And then, you know, it's just an intimate moment for me, basically, to be myself fully. And then, then I come up 
with the song song. And once I have that and I feel really confident about it, then I perform it for my producers and my friends and, and ask them for their real opinion. So we want to get into vibing now and get uh, those that are listening want to get your opinion. Um, this is a track that I listened to several times last night, so I'm definitely um, feeling this one here. This is Vibing by Ricky Official. And you know what? That track has the perfect title. Um, 
because I felt like, I don't know, like you just get in a certain mood and you can just sit back and just vibe to that, you know? It has the perfect title, most definitely. Rich, what do you think about vibing? I rock with it. I got lost in it, honestly. Like, it was just, no. it, the, the title fit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you said it. You said it. It just was good as I could have said Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, so um, seeing that you have a different sound, you your look is different. Um, and when people find out, you know, you're German and Japanese, do you face any type of um, barriers or obstacles that you feel you've had to overcome because of who you are? Um, let me put it this way, though. Um. I had to overcome a lot of obstacles, but see, what I like about hip-hop, for example, is the fact that it's it was made for people to communicate their issues and to really talk about what's going on, and I think the only genre that's really, you know, doing that, that gives a, a platform for people that are less fortunate to really go and and report, you know, like and they, I don't I don't think there's any other genre out there besides hip hop that that does that because in pop you talk about happy things usually you talk about heartbreak that's pretty much it, Con- country same thing rock but hip hop is like it's like almost street politics, you know you 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 talk about racism you talk about police brutality you talk about all those things that are going on, even if people don't like it, you know, because you just have to. And um, I had to overcome a lot of racism myself growing up in Germany, you know, because at that time when I grew up, there were not a lot of people looking like me, you know, there still aren't a lot of people looking like me. So it's, it's the diversity is just a lot less over there in Germany than it is in Atlanta. And that's what I love about Atlanta because, yes, of course, you know, there's always going to be people that are like, okay, well, uh, you know, he's uh, he, he's doing this music, but he's not black, or he's doing this music, but he's Asian. The thing about it is that as long as we have that struggle between us as human beings, as brothers and sisters, we will always have that uh impression that we need to divide ourselves and that's not that's not how it should be really we should be united as one and right you know at the end of the day uh what you think about me doesn't faze me you see what i'm saying like i take it in but this is my music this is what i live this is what i went through and if i can help anybody else with my music uh, because this is really what i want to do with this music i want to help people i want to help them through their heartbreak i want to help them through racism, I want I want them to identify with me because I've been through it. I've I've seen this stuff firsthand. You know, I lived heartbreak. I lived racism. I've been stopped by police because I look a certain type of way. I've been uh, beat up. I've been uh, uh, threatened to be murdered by people who are not looking like me. You know, so there's a lot I can talk about in my music that everybody can relate to. You know, and I give a platform because I am multiracial. I give a platform to everybody like i can i can talk to everybody in this world with my music 
And that's the beautiful thing about it. And I think it's more of an opportunity than an obstacle. Very well put. If you could, um, someone who's never heard your music before, and they have, you know, Art XYZ, and they have Ricky Official, what makes you Mm -hmm. so unique? What makes you stand out? Why should I buy your music over this other person's music? Mm Tell yourself to me. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm an Asian-European artist coming to the States to pursue my, my dreams, to pursue my goals, gave up everything, uh, I studied English on my own. Uh, nobody else taught me. Um, I taught myself how to write songs. I write my songs from the heart. There's nothing in my songs that I portray that is fake, that is made up, and that is not me. So when you hear my stuff, my music, you hear me, and you hear yourself too because you hear stuff that you can relate to. You hear everyday stuff. You hear something that will spark a flame in your heart because you can relate. And that's why you should buy my music. You should buy your, my music because you feel it. You, you, you feel something in your soul that makes you happy, makes you sad, makes you relate, relate, feel related to it. And that's why you should buy my music. Well, I've already bought some music, but I just wanted you know, for those who may not be familiar with him and his sound, um, I like I like the fact that not only does your bio read, you know, that quote unquote yourself made, um, you actually live that life. Um, being able to teach your own self English, being able to teach your, you know yourself how to write music, and I think it's very important that artists not only um, can can write a song, um, can you know maybe drop a beat. Um, but you need to know the industry inside and out. So it is vital, as you mentioned, it is vital to read, read. Knowledge is power. And so the more you obtain, um, the higher you get. Not not necessarily in the industry, but in life, the higher it's going to elevate you when, you when you open up a book and learn how to, because I'm, I'm learning this now, um, how to produce music. You know, um, when you can open a, um, a podcast or a webcast and listen to um, an individual, you know, talk about different marketing plans. So it is it's very important, you know, as, as all artists across the board, that, you know, you listen to what he's saying, especially those of you who are just coming on the scene and you may be wondering, you know, well, what has he done to get what he's at right now? Um, read, learn. Don't be afraid to let anyone teach you, mentor you. Um, that is very important as well because I would be lost right now if I did not have a mentor that I can always fall back on and be like, hey, I felt like I screwed up on this. You know, what do I need to do? So um, that is very important as well. So kudos to you on that right there alone. Rich, go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, I wasn't listening as a fan. Sorry. <laughs> like, I'm just really just enjoying this interview right now. But what is um, what do you see next for you? as far as musically. Like, I know you were talking about earlier about experimenting with sound. What do you, mm-hmm. what do you see being the next sound for you? Um, there uh, will be a lot of features that I'm about to do. Um, have a lot of dope uh, things coming up. Uh, the next project that I'm about to drop 
is a, a feature that I have um, on Jay Harris, the producer's uh, debut single. It's called Freaky in the Morning. And it's a chill, almost almost throwback type feel um, that makes you feel really good. And it, it's sexy. It's a sexy song. Then I have a, a feature coming up with Precise Season Artist, um, that is more on the conscious side of things where I really enjoy being a part of. It's called When Sunday Comes. Also has Jay Harrison producer and Spade on there, another artist that is is gonna be really hot really soon. Um I have um another track with a Tanzanian artist uh, named King Yaga that I'm working on that's more of a Caribbean type feel. And then I'm actually working on about 16 other songs in the background that I try to compile to two EPs, maybe an album, depending on um, which route I feel like going. Uh, I definitely want to release uh, a couple of songs before the year is over, maybe an EP before the year is over. And next year I want to focus heavily on performing live, uh, getting a live band, uh, doing a lot of music videos and interviews and shows, and hopefully have you guys come out to see one of those shows as well, you know, because I like to give back, you know, where when people support me, I support them, you know, so that's that's how it goes. And that's, that's what I see. And then the next step, hopefully, is to be signed to a major label. It's, you know, I know a lot of people say stay indie, but I, I really believe that there's, only so much you can reach without the backing of a major. I think that the route that I want to go, like size-wise, I I would be better off by having somebody that's backing me financially to that extent so I can reach as many people as possible with my message. Yeah, so um, like when you talk about collaborating with people, how do you decide who to collaborate with? Like, do you um, try to get with people who are like-minded like you, or do sometimes mm-hmm. you choose a person because their style is different from yours, so you want to challenge yourself and try to step into a different role? Oh, How honest- do you pick artists that you collaborate with? Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I do uh, all of the above. Uh, m- mainly, really, when I listen to somebody, to have quality. That's the first thing. It may sound superficial, but the thing is that it – if somebody is not having quality in their music, or let me put it this way, if, if they talk about something that I cannot relate to, I will not do a feature with you. I will not work with you. If you talk about certain type of topics that I can relate to, then I, I have to fake myself, and that I won't do for nobody. So it's like I pick on on topic, I pick on you know quality of the music, and of course also of of vibe so to speak because I feel like I need to get along with the artists that I have a feature on because I want to give my best. I don't believe in just doing half, you know, like half features where I only give half of what I could give, you know, because I always aspire to do my best on every song. Well what you hear when when I release it is my best attempt, my best foot forward every time. You know, but that's that's usually how I pick it. And I don't care where you're from what nationality you are, what what skin color you have, whatever. I don't judge on that. I don't I don't I don't really care about none of that. I singly go by quality, message and feel. So um 
let's get into the to the last track we got by you. Um, the freaking in the morning. Let's mm-hmm. give them that track. Jay Harris. Got one with that one there. Got one. I appreciate it. 
appreciate it. Now, I do know um, that on tonight, like Rich and I, you know, we, we got to end the show very quickly because we got to get on the company jet and head to Atlanta. Because um, you perform tonight at 10 p.m., correct? Right. Yeah, we actually perform at iLounge tonight at 10 p.m. Um, so whoever wants to come by tonight, uh, make sure you come, uh, show up. And uh, it, entry is at 9 and show starts at 10. And, you know, black people always late, so Rich and I will probably be there about 1030. I'll be there at 11. <laughs> uh, I, I got to stop at the gas station first. Right. <laughs> the iLounge in ATL tonight, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, make sure you're there. If you're, in the area, if you're in the area, mm-hmm. make sure that you are in the place to be tonight. I want to go ahead and give you this opportunity now to get your shout-outs in, your contact information, so that those who may be listening live now, and if they, you know, want to collab with you, um, they want to find out how to get you music, um, or those who's going to come back later and listen to the show, uh, go ahead and give them your contact information now. The floor is yours. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, again, my name is Ricky Official, and um, you can find me on my own website, which is www.ricky-official.com. Find me on Instagram, Ricky Official Music. Find me on Twitter, TW Ricky Official. Uh, you can get in contact with me through email. That's rickyofficialmusic at gmail.com. And... Um, all the managers and all the radio stations and all the, you know, important people in, in, the, in the place to be, they can always reach me on my phone as well. It's 444-717-2696. Shoot me a message. Um, also, you know, make sure to follow Indifier. Make sure to, you know, on, on Instagram, make sure you follow them on Twitter. So that's E-N-D-I-E-F-I-Y-A. Indifier, make sure you, you follow them, okay? And I uh, also want to give a big shout-out to my producers. I want to shout-out Jay Harris, the producer, Constbrook. I want to uh, shout-out JR uh, and Jose. And, um, you know, first and foremost, God, of course, you know, for always being there. Uh, shout-out to my whole family. Shout-out to my girl, Journey, and everybody that's important to me. That's what's up. Now, I, we might have a tie, Rich, now, um, for who's going to obtain that, you know, that best promotion award because he's, he's throwing plugs out there. So, um, Merck, you better watch out. He's close on yourself yeah. for that award. <laughs> Rich, got a half of me, though. What happened? I oh, said, but you know, yeah, Merck's got yeah. a half of me. You know what I'm saying? I felt some type of way, too, when he put your name first, too. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, never mind. That's the hat. I, I don't I, want the hat. I, I said the hat. I don't want I the hat. hat. You need to cover that yeah. big ass head of yours up anyway. I don't want the hat. So I do. I do. I got a lot on my mind. I got a lot on my mind. Got <laughs> <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, of course, you know, um, thank you, you know, to Ricky Official for just coming and blessing us with your time and your art. Um, truly appreciate it. Um, of course, thank you to my favorite and greatest host ever, Nakia. You know, just, I really enjoyed the show just as a fan more than anything with this show. It was just really enjoyable. And I'm, um, of course, always shout out to the Global Money family. And we do have an episode of Coach 88 this Sunday with L Dirty AC talking about his new album, Dirty Talk. Check that out. That's all I got. So yeah, I wanna um, I wanna shout out to the best co-host um, out there. 
And I want to read something that somebody sent me earlier this week. Um, just a random thought, but they they thought that I should uh, know this. Um, I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving me the opportunity to be a part of Indie Fire. It's been a pleasure growing with you, and thank you for expanding my vision. I'm eternally grateful. That's from my co-host. And I'm a very emotional person. And so at first I was like, oh, this nigga trying to dip on me because he's talking about um, it's been a pleasure growing with you and thank you. So I ain't even going to say shit to him. I'm not even going to acknowledge this message. (laughs) I came back, you know, and thought to myself later because I am a very emotional person. Um, So many thoughts started to run through my head when I read that uh, for about the 15th time. And, um, you never know the impact that you have on someone's life. So it is very important that when we walk around on a daily basis with our heads hung down, um, with us feeling the weight of the world, you never know what a kind word can do to someone. You never know what a kind gesture can do to someone. You never know that what that one thing that you did may have stopped that person from ending their lives. And I'm not saying that that's what Rich is, but I'm just saying um, yeah. when you have an impact, when you have an impact on an, a person's life, um, be grateful. And I am. I'm very grateful because he was going to blast me. He was going to put me on blast about and not acknowledging that. But I am, I'm, I'm eternally grateful as well that, you know, this is something that I prayed about. And it was just funny how it all just fell into place and how everything continues to line up. And um, before I start crying, because I'm a very emotional person, uh, make sure that you're tuning in on Saturday. Standard Time right here for He Said, She Said, 6 p.m., I'm sorry, Eastern Standard Time, Global Money Radio Hour, and then He Said, She Said on Sunday, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, got Coach 88, October starts on Monday, so we got a brand new lineup um, of phenomenal guests. I don't know how they're going to beat the ones we had this month, but we got a whole new lineup of, um, like I said, pretty amazing. Yes, September was awesome. Pretty amazing guests. uh, Thursday, 7 p.m., we got Najee, the Haitian sensation, and no ladies, he's not a stripper. Um, But I want to leave you with this. Music doesn't lie. If there's something to change the world, that can only happen through music. That's Jimi Hendrix. Until Saturday, good night.